for? None of us know what our potential is. And you, all of us have discovered at some point in our life that we could sustain, be sustained, through things that we thought we could not. We have endured things that we didn't think we could endure. We've been able to achieve things that we never would have believed we could have been able to achieve. You see, you don't know what your potential is. And whether you're 16 or 96, it doesn't make any difference. You have potential. There is possibility within you. God has placed something within you. And so when you look at this passage, and he says we're fearfully, wonderfully, skillfully made by the hand of an omniscient, omnipotent, listen, God, that he's made every single one of us exactly that his purpose to bring him glory and him his honor in ways that what? Fit our heart, our personality, those abilities and talents and skills that he's given us. And so don't compare yourself with someone else. But the simple reason he didn't make anybody just like you. There may be people who may be who may favor you, people who have skills either less or better than you, but you know what? He made you. You have possibilities. You have potential within you that, listen, that he's made just for you. Is it not worthy of discovery to ask the living God, God, what could you do in my life? What are the possibilities that lie within me? What is the potential I have that maybe I've never thought about? Maybe I've never even been willing to risk the thought of discovery. Maybe for fear of failure. Maybe for fear of disappointment. God, what could you do in me? What could you accomplish in me? What could I become? What did you have in mind when you created me? God has something very specific in mind. And I think one of the reasons that so many people live a settled for life is they never stop to ask the question, what could God do? What does he want to do? And when I think about so many young people start out their life and, and they look at their lives and think about what they want to do and what they want to be, never giving God any thought whatsoever. What a horrible mistake. What a horrible waste to begin your life early with all of your life before you, never stopping to ask the question, what is my potential? What could God do with me if I gave him my whole life? If I lined up with the will of God and surrender my life to bring him glory and honor in whatever way he chooses to bring it to pass, the awesome potential, what a fascinating, exciting discovery to discover what God could do in your life. And you say, well, but man, you know what? I'm at this particular age. It has nothing to do with it. The issue is this. What is your potential now? And you see, oftentimes a person goes through life and they miss it because they have a wrong concept of why they're here. Oftentimes it's a result of a poor self-image. Sometimes it's fear of failure, and sometimes they're just lazy. Sometimes it's because we're just ignorant of the promises of God. You have before you possibilities, potential that God has created. If you waste your life, if you are lazy, if you are slothful with your life, unwilling to take the risk, unwilling to walk, listen, line up with God's will, unwilling for God to use you, and choose to live a life of indulgence, you go on sinning, wasting your life when you could have the most awesome, listen, discover the most awesome possibilities about yourself. God says you're wonderfully, skillfully, awesomely made. Why, does, why would he do that? Because he has a fantastic plan for your life. One part of which is to bring him glory and honor. Is that what you're doing? Are you passionate about life? Are you excited about life? Or do you even want to discover what you could do and what you could become? 
Does it really make that much difference to you? Are you sort of satisfied with where you are? I can tell you this. If you're not living lined up with the will of God, if you have no desire to bring Him glory and honor in your life, you're, listen, you're not satisfied. You may attempt to be satisfied, but there's a big hole. It's a big gap. It's a big empty spot there. You are not going to fill it with anything, whether it is money, praise, position, power, prestige. Not anything can fill that place that God has for you. You have this awesome potential. And I see people putting themselves down all the time. Well, you know, if I could, and uh, if this, and if that, and so forth, and be done inside, if they just stop and think. You see, it's one thing to be ignorant for a season of time, but when you hear the truth, you are then responsible. And for every single one of you who is listening, from this point on, you're responsible to God. You're hearing the truth that you're wonderfully, skillfully, awesomely made. And that God has placed within you the potential, the possibility of becoming what he had in mind when you were born. Before that, what he had in mind when he decided to create you. It's all there if you will allow God to work it out and work it into your life. You're listening to In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. God has a plan, and the Christian who daily lives with humble gratitude for salvation is in tune with him, able to discern his direction. We'll hear more about the necessity of having a clean heart tomorrow, but you can keep studying on your own at intouch.org. And to listen again, click on Today on Radio on our homepage. If you'd like to have a copy of Dr. Stanley's complete message, you can order it from our online bookstore. The title is A Clean Heart, or order his teaching set, How to Reach Your Full Potential. Our web address again is intouch.org, or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. If you prefer, you can write to us at In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. You can't do enough good things to get to heaven. You get there by receiving a gift. Today's moment with Charles Stanley is just ahead. Have you ever forgotten something God taught you when you were reading the Bible? When we take note of what God reveals to us, it helps us to apply it to our lives. With the Charles F. Stanley Life Principles Journal, you can keep track of your spiritual journey and be transformed by God's truths. This journal features artwork of Dr. Stanley's 30 life principles, lined pages for writing, a prayer journaling section, and more. To order, call 1-800-IN-TOUCH or go to intouch.org slash journal. Trusting God each day can be a challenge, but working to grow that trust brings greater joy and peace than we can ever find on our own. In Trusting God with Today, the new 365-day devotional from the teachings of Dr. Charles Stanley, we are encouraged to believe in God's love and rest in His purpose for us. Pre-order at intouch.org slash today. You're listening to In Touch. A lot of people would say that all roads lead to heaven. What does God say about the path to his own? Here's a moment with Charles Stanley. What Jesus said was the truth. There is only one way, and that is through Jesus Christ. And if you'll think about it, all these other religions, when you ask those people how are they made accepted before God, it's something that they do. 
It is only through Jesus Christ that we are made accepted because the cross is where God the Father sent his only begotten son Jesus who laid down his life and paid our sin debt in full. And therefore our salvation is free. It's free because he paid for it. Every other religion in the world, you're doing something to pay for it. That is, you're doing something to merit it. And so the Bible makes it very clear. Not by works of righteousness which we've done, but according to his mercy he saves us. And he says, by grace he is saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. There's something in sinful man that just cannot accept oftentimes the fact that he doesn't have to do anything. Surely I've got to do something. But to do something is a matter of pride. I've been good, I've not done so and so, and so therefore I'm accepted. In the eyes of God, he says, all of our good works are just like filthy rags. It is only through Jesus Christ and his death at Calvary that anyone is made accepted in the eyes of God. Once you acknowledge your sin and humbly ask for God's forgiveness through faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, repenting of your sin, you receive His gift of eternal life. Learn more at InTouch.org. Tomorrow on InTouch, we'll hear more about how important it is to have a clean heart. I hope you'll join us Tuesday for our continuing series, How to Reach Your Full Potential, on InTouch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of InTouch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. We're going to break from the daily look in an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. Well, today marks the 770th anniversary of the death of Robert Grosstest. Someone who, though from a humble background, rose to prominence and importance as a church statement, a theologian, an educator, and eventually Bishop of Lincoln, England. Among the few details known about Grosstest's education in early life is that he was educated in a cathedral school, quite possibly at Hereford. He showed such promise in the liberal arts, canon law, and medicine that in 1192, he was recommended to William de Vere, the Bishop of Hereford, for a position. Grosstest worked for de Vere until de Vere's death in 1198. In 1225, Grosstes was given a benefice in the Diocese of Lincoln. In 1229, he became an archdeacon at Leicester and a canon of the cathedral at Lincoln. Grosstes began to teach theology at the Franciscan convent in the relatively new University of Oxford. His teaching would become a major influence on Franciscan theology. In 1235, Grosstes was elected bishop and he became heavily involved in ecclesiastical politics, particularly in combating clerical corruption. In 1250, a conflict with the Archbishop of Canterbury, Boniface of Savoy, landed Grosstest before Pope Innocent IV. Now, at about age 80, he lectured Innocent about problems in the church and laid the blame squarely at the feet of the papacy. Still, Grosstest's most important work was as a theologian and a teacher. His theological treatises and teachings shaped Franciscan thought and laid the foundation for theology at Oxford. Eventually, his work on ecclesiology would be a major influence on the English reformer John Wycliffe about a century after the death of Grosstest. And if all of that work in the church wasn't enough, Grosstest had a major impact on medieval science, specifically in developing an early version of the scientific method. He argued that when studying the natural world, we should begin with observation of the particulars. And based on those observations, one can formulate universal laws that govern the particulars. Those laws can then be used to make predictions, which can in turn be tested through observation. And that methodology would continue to shape studies of the natural world well into the 17th century and the beginnings of the scientific revolution. In 
following St. Augustine, Gross Test argued that we can only know truth through illumination. Just as we cannot see a body unless it has light shining on it, the mind cannot comprehend truth unless the divine light of the Logos, Jesus Christ, illuminates it. And so all knowledge, for a Christian and non-Christian alike, is mediated by Christ. For Gross Test, understanding light had a much greater significance even in its application to epistemology. His entire cosmology, as well as his understanding of the relationship between soul and body, was built on light as the first element of creation. He had a particular interest in optics, so he often worked with lenses, spherical glass bowls filled with water, and other tools to explore the behavior of light. In the process, he made significant advances in optics that soon led to the development of eyeglasses. Grosstest, in his work, married philosophical and theological reflection, mysticism, observation, and experimentation to produce the kind of highly integrated vision of the world that's so foreign to how we think today. His groundbreaking work in scientific methodology and mathematizing natural philosophy and the specific conclusions he reached about optics were important advancements that had a profound influence on theology and natural philosophy for the next several centuries. And given our tendency today towards over-specialized fields of academic study, Grosteste's vision that Christ mediates all knowledge is more relevant today than ever. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Dr. Lynn Sunshine. For more resources to live like a Christian today, go to Breakpoint.org. Honey, I think we need to take the left up here. No, 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 no. I remember where it is. It's just past the rock that looks like a face. You're thinking of a tree that looks like it has a face. I'm pretty sure it's a rock. Definitely a tree. And we just passed it. When you spot a landmark, it's a good way to know where you're going. But landmarks are only effective if they do not change. Billy Graham says there are spiritual landmarks that will never change. In the spiritual realm, there are certainties which cannot be effaced by time. The Bible is an unmovable landmark by which human values are measured. Even as our world changes, the Bible remains a steadfast expression of God's love. It is the chart of freedom ever pointing to the love of God. Find out more about God's unchanging love by visiting visiting our website, findpeacewithgod.net. When you're there, click on Begin a Relationship with Jesus Christ. That's at findpeacewithgod.net. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association.